Hey everyone, it's Buana. And this is Gwen. And you're listening to The, the Page Turner. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Page Turner. As always, I'm Buana. I'm Gwen. And we're excited because this month is Halloween. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We're recording it slightly before, but I've been <laughs> celebrating the Halloween season for a month now, so... Yeah, you know those people that it's annoying when they start celebrating Christmas in, like, September? That's, That's like, when with <laughs> Halloween. But you're not that bad. You only start a couple weeks before. September, I think, is appropriate yeah. to I get mean, excited. I put out my Halloween uh, f- mat in front of my our front door <laughs> oh, you already, <laughs> and I have purchased a pumpkin already, but... wow. I haven't carved it. Okay, it would okay, go bad fair. way before Halloween. You can just say it's fall, even it, though it's still like ninety degrees outside. I can't say that. <laughs> our our mat has witch feet on it. Oh, okay. So I can't Never mind. Like from um, kinda yeah, The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I might need to say it out loud because this is an <laughs> audio podcast. But, <laughs> yeah. but we but, said yeah. it in our heads and we had a whole conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if that was just the whole podcast? <laughs> Be very Us quiet. Nothing. <laughs> Silence for 20 seconds, then, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we're excited. Well, Gwen is excited. I'm just excited for cooler weather. I much prefer, you know, fall, leaves, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of vibe. But yeah, so we have something really exciting for Paige Perspective, which is that we are going to be doing a special mini episode at the end of October mm-hmm. because we are having a local author come in. His name is Mac Barnett, and he hails from Oakland, California close by. And he is a wonderful children's author. So we are going to be reviewing two books. One is part of a series that he does called The Brixton Brothers. And they're kind of like, you know, those Nancy Drew mm-hmm. books. I mean, those were like a staple of my childhood <laughs> reading. Nancy Drew, The Hardy Boys. And the, the exact one that we'll be reading is The Case of Mistaken Identity, which sounds, ooh. <laughs> but yeah. So, and then we'll also be reading um, a picture book called Extra Yarn. Mm-hmm. And Gwen read that already so far. And one sentence, if you were going to say. Well, she had a lot of yarn. There you go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah, so we're really excited to do that, especially with the author coming in. That's going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. And Love author it. events are always really great. Yeah. It's like, I know it sounds a little silly, but it's like, you wrote this book that I'm yeah. holding in my hands that, you know, hundreds of people are enjoying. So we're really looking forward to that. But that is not um, a November read, so we're still going to have a book that we'll be reading for November. So just to recap, look for a bonus episode at the end of this month, and a week later, in the first week of November, you can look forward to our November episode. Yes, which is going to be The Blind Assassin by Margaret Atwood. You've probably heard of her. She did The Handmaid's Tale, which is also now an HBO show. No, not HBO. Hulu show. Yes. Um, a Hulu original. Hulu original. Is, does it count as a Hulu original if it's based on a book? I don't know if it's the, if they call it that, <laughs> but I think like that's That's how the they platform. present it. Yeah. And there's actually, I think, a new one coming out for that series. Like a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> that is really funny um, <laughs> because, spoiler alert, I didn't like the book. <laughs> and the book was written a long time ago. It was, yeah. So it's very dated when you read it. But a lot a of bit. people love it. A lot of people are reading it because of the show. So mm-hmm. we decided to pick a lesser known or a lesser read Atwood yeah. to, um, to share with you guys. One that maybe people are thinking about jumping into if they've read A Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, and if they liked it. So yeah. stay tuned. All right, so let's jump right into it. What did we read this month? 
Oh, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of sleeping, wake up. <laughs> I'm just like, what are we talking about? You're like, wait, we just discussed like 15 different books. I know. <laughs> we read Sleeping Beauties by Stephen King. Yes. And what did you think? <laughs> I'll let you go first. I, it, okay, I wanted to like it. Um, it was a really interesting idea, but I would give it a three, to be I honest. I would give it a three, too. Oh my gosh, three for three. This is the third time we've agreed <laughs> on a rating, I think. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. I, think, yeah. Um, I love Stephen King. I want to read all of his books. I mentioned this last episode. So, and can I just say real quick, we love our jobs. Yes. And I'm going to tell you how I know that we love our jobs, because <laughs> <laughs> I read this 700-page book in two <laughs> weeks on time for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's a great part of our job that we have to read books. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it only ended up being a three for me, which is a bummer. But. Yeah. So the premise is essentially that uh, one day all the women, when they go to sleep, they don't wake back up mm-hmm. and they're covered in cocoon, like a cocoon type yeah. um, material. But they're breathing. And yeah. if you try to get them out of the cocoon, it ends up being fatal because the women co- kind of fail yeah. on whoever um, did that. Yeah. S- and so it's basically women all over trying to stay awake. Mm-hmm. The sheriff is a woman, um, and her husband is the prison doctor of the women's prison there, and yeah. they're all trying to just hold on as long as possible to figure out what is going on. Yeah, which cool I premise. empathize with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool premise. Yeah, it was really interesting. I liked the idea. Something about it was not... I wasn't completely in it. None of the characters for me really... They felt... They didn't feel real to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't feel fully formed. Yeah. And And I had a hard time, like, getting attached to anything, anybody. Or... And that made it really hard to care what was going on. And I don't know if that's because there's a lot of characters. Because I feel like you can keep track of everyone really well. Yeah. Although when you open the book, there's a list of, like, 30 characters that he gives you right off the bat. And when I saw that, I was like, oh. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. How is this going to go? Yeah. Because I think that King... Oh, and this is... He co-wrote this book with um, his his son, son, Owen. Yeah. So I think that King can do this really well. Mm -hmm. Like, The Stand, one of his his longest work and his most... um, One of his most famous works... I thought was really brilliant, and you mm-hmm. follow a bunch of characters in that. I mean, that was a five-star read, and it was like 1,400 pages. Yeah. Um, so he can do it. Oh, and speaking of, I heard that The Stand is getting a TV show, and it's going to be starring Jay's, James Marsden mm-hmm. from Hairspray, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> who is classic icon, yeah. and Alexander Skarsgård. And if you guys are so on, yeah, in TV or movies, you've seen him. He's, he was in True Blood, mm-hmm. which is what I think he's most known for, but his brothers act yeah. in stuff all the time. And his father, too. Yeah, yeah, he's Mamma Mia. Yeah. Um, and uh, Thor. Oh, yes, Thor. And then most recently, Chernobyl. But my point is that this is such a great cast, and I'm really looking forward to see if they can visually do mm-hmm. that. And it makes me think about Sleeping Beauties. Like, would this be better as, as a, a movie or a visual? TV show? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It depends also probably on who's playing the roles because yeah. maybe they could convince you to care about the characters. I mean, I couldn't even tell you who I would want to play them because I don't yeah. think I know enough same about them <laughs> you know when i was picturing the characters they weren't even fleshed out in my brain they were just okay this is a southern woman who's a policeman so i just like insert your average white southern woman in a yeah. police officer like uniform that's who that was like it wasn't she wasn't a real person in my head yeah, yeah. which was my major issue and that makes it tough because i guess one of the things that I liked is that 
it because you didn't really care about the characters. Yeah, you kind of kept imagining yourself. Yeah, in that. Yeah, like, right. Like, what would I what be would doing? Happen? Yeah, where would I be? You know, how many girls are there in my family that would be asleep in these cocoons? I know, and how safe would we be? Yes, which we'll get into in the spoiler section. Yes. I thought was probably one of the most interesting things yeah. about the book. That again had that king esque mm-hmm. way of looking at human. Human nature. being, nature, yeah. thank you. And you're like, oh, that's awful. Yeah. But there's truth to it. Oh, for sure. So much truth to it. So overall, we both agreed. It's a meh book. It's very, meh. like, middle of the road. Just yes. like, if you're looking for a king book and you're used to his writing, this is probably, you'll be fine with it. Mm-hmm. But it's not magic. Like, it's not yeah. the best. He, he could do better. If you like king, I think anyone that really likes king would not recommend this book to someone as their first king book. Yeah. Um, because I think that they won't understand his brilliance through this book. Mm-hmm. But it is neat that he collaborated with it. That's on really a, cool. With his son. But I feel like there's a lot we want to talk about that's more spoilery. So mm-hmm. before we head over to that section, though, we're going to do a read-alike. Yes. So what is your read-alike? So if you liked this or want something similar to this... Mm-hmm. What would you recommend? So I would recommend another Stephen King book. Like if this is your, if you're looking for your first Stephen King book to read, Mm -hmm. I would say, and I haven't read many, but (laughs) The Outsider, I read that maybe six months ago. Mm -hmm. It was very good, very well done. And I really enjoyed it. I got attached to the characters in a way that I didn't with this one. And I think it's a really good look at, again, human nature, which I think Stephen King is really good at. Yes. And how people react when someone they trust does something unexpected. That gets me so excited because that is a King book that I have not read yet, but I remember you telling me after you read it, and you have not read a lot of Stephen King. Yeah. You were like, I actually really liked this. Yeah, I got all the way through it without any problem, which is unusual for me with King. Because I keep wanting to go back to his stuff because the ideas are really cool and interesting to me. But I have so much trouble getting through them a lot of the time. I had no trouble with The Outsider. That that is a uh, five star review. Uh, that is like a a glowing review. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say. It's a glowing review. So yeah, check out that. I definitely want to check it out now, way sooner than I had previously planned. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my read alike is the Midwich Cuckoos by John Wyndham. Um, and in this book, all of a sudden, no one can get into town without falling asleep. So hmm. like you, they like they head into town, and everyone falls asleep, and yeah. then. This happens for about 24 hours, and then everyone wakes up, and the women are pregnant. And they're Whoa. like, what? <laughs> Twist. <laughs> yeah, so every woman is pregnant. And it, again, human nature. I mm-hmm. think um, for a book, too, it has a, an older book. It has a lot of interesting ideas about, you know, wh- what do you do then? What do women do then? Um, but it's just really great, and I thought the ending was awesome, and yeah. that's my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do favorite quotes now from Sleeping Beauties. Yeah, so my quote is... Sometimes you get what you want, but mostly you get what you get. (laughs) (laughs) Which, it's so interesting because there's no, obviously, quote-unquote logical or scientific reason for why this happens. Yeah. And everyone is so upset. Obviously, clearly, like, their mothers, their sisters, their daughters are asleep. And they want it to change so badly. But Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you can't. I know. It's, um, I think it's a really good quote to just sum up the situations everybody's given in life. Just in general, like, in... This one, obviously, is the the very difficult situation of half the population going <laughs> to sleep. But also, just in life, you want to get what you want. But 
you know, a lot of the times you just don't. So it's mostly, like, I feel like it's one of those things where deal with the situations you're handling. And a lot of the times they're not the situations you want to be in, but you have to deal with them. And we see in this novel a lot of people dealing with situations poorly. (laughs) An understatement. (laughs) Yeah. And some people dealing with it well. And it's more about how you're dealing with those situations that you're given rather than like the fact that you would rather have had it be this way. Are you going to sit there and whine? Exactly. And you know, especially if you're a grown adult and whine yeah. and cry and act like a child. Maybe maybe you need that for five or ten minutes. Yeah. But after that the reality is still the same. So you have yeah. to keep on going. I know. It's like when something horrible happens in my life, I just like I'm gonna give myself one day to be sad about this and then I'm gonna pick myself up and we're gonna do something about it. Because yeah. I need time to mourn this thing, but ultimately that's not going to do anything what's going to do something about this is me and so. the tension in the book yes relies is heavily based on people coming to terms with that yes at different points and it's like the way they set it up is very important when people get to that point exactly so you're following people's stories and mm-hmm. you're getting a little nervous because this person that was weeping and acting you know like a child all of a sudden yeah. now has the resolve and is it good? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for them, it's not about to be good for other people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my quote is, civilization requires a contribution or a sacrifice, if that's what you want to call it. Civilization, when yeah. women are alive, that people take on different roles in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're married, when they're a parent, with their siblings, with everyone in their life, you take on a role. Yeah. And that usually falls into some kind of role of civilization. Mm-hmm. And when that collapses, you know, <laughs> now you... <laughs> People have to take up roles that they were okay mm-hmm. giving other people. And and they don't know what they're doing, and they don't know how to do it. And it's it's like because the rules change, they don't know how to read other people. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it's, like, forgotten. And then it doesn't help that people are sleep-deprived or the women are sleep-deprived. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, so I really like that because I think your quote, too, kind of summarizes mm-hmm. what's, what is the true tension of the book and what makes it, what does make you keep flipping the pages is that tension. So, but, yeah, but I am ready to talk even more about it. <laughs> yeah. So, spoiler alert, um, yeah. you know, run away, throw your phone, move out the headphones. If you don't want to hear this quite yet, we're about to dive into spoilers. Yes. And I think the biggest biggest thing is how the men some of the men react to the yeah. women in the cocoons so a rumor started that oh actually the cocoons spread the disease or whatever mm. so you need to burn the cocoons oh god yeah and that was like well and sometimes it what didn't even seem like they were burning them because of that they were they just burned them because they could yes that was another dicey thing that I was like, wow, civilization has truly collapsed. Yeah, it's Uh, really disintegrated into chaos at this point. People are giving up hope. And what's crazy is it's not even... We only follow this one town, so this is happening all over the world. But what's weird is how quick people are to do horrible things like that it, I mean, the, like, the police department is still there. Oh, yeah. It's not like the police department has stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? But people just assume, oh, this is chaotic enough that I can get away with whatever I oh, want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's wild Yeah, what goes on and, and what people are trying to get away with mm-hmm. during this time. And some of them actually do get away with it. And, I mean, and then it's like, well, what do you, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. You know, when... When, spoiler alert, <laughs> when the women come back at the end, yeah. what are you supposed to do? I know. Oh, how you, do you, you really going to go around and round up everyone? I know. 
And how how has that changed your society? Because you've seen what people are capable of now. So mm-hmm. how does that change your society and, and what levels you hold people to? Yeah. And that rumor that spread saying, oh, this is the correct way to stop the disease from spreading. Mm-hmm. If, if that's put out into the whole world and the whole world is following this misassumption. Yeah. I mean, people have made horrible decisions on bad information for years, for a scientific yeah. you know, disease curing. You just did whatever you could because it was so unknown. Yeah. And but we've gotten to a point in our communication that those things get around the world so much quicker, so fast. And lightning. There's that one quote uh, from and it's usually attributed to Winston Churchill, but we actually have no evidence that he said it, but <laughs> I enjoy the quote anyway. Yeah. Um, it's, a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to get its pants on. Wow. Which, <laughs> That's, which is funny considering, okay, so he was saying this, what, like, I'm not good with math. I was going to say 50 years, but I don't even know. Um, and a while ago, well, like you know, not in the day years, of Twitter, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. And th- to think that already was you know, in the midst of being an issue. Mm -hmm. And now just, you could read anything right away. Yeah. Um, And it's so true. So like, how do you punish people? Or how do you, what do you, what do you do? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think what they really are going to do is probably do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you have some people making these people, you know, pay for what they did or have consequences, then they could just use the excuse, well, they're not making them have consequences. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I would love to know, like, in the week after the book, yeah, what goes on with everyone. Well, they sort of went over it in, like, the wrap-up, just, like, how things were being rebuilt and reorganized mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, it would be really interesting to see more on the terms of like the crimes the crimes crimes, that people did and committed during that time like how did they punish them did they punish them things like that yeah so i I also um (laughs) would you have tried to stay awake i don't know i probably for a while i am (laughs) okay at staying awake i know my abilities are not as good as they used to be when (laughs) i was younger but i honestly i do that anyway for homework all the time so yeah. it's not that huge of a sacrifice yeah especially when you have this kind of scary unknown thing. yeah and you have no idea what is going to happen to you or if you're going to stay that way yeah that would be really scary and i would probably try for a little while but i would ultimately just like yeah. okay pick a safe place to fall asleep and then do it yeah I would mostly spend that time Try looking a for a good place to, like, be in a cocoon yeah, so that I wasn't in danger. Yeah, that's crazy. I'd probably try to get with, you know, my family yeah. and everything. But So we haven't really talked about what happens when they're asleep. So mm-hmm. they aren't dead. No. As I said before, they're still breathing. And mm-hmm. you can tell that they're still breathing, which is why, you know, burning the cocoons is so awful. Yeah. Um, they end up in this other world. Which is kind of like a f- the world when i guess assume when the last man dies so it's the world maybe 10 years or no it has to have been more than that yeah future way few distant future it's just they're in the same town just many years in the future yeah so kind of um derelict and um no longer like fresh (laughs) there's no gas in the cars Mm -hmm. all the cars are like rusted over and messed up the houses like are leaking and kind of falling apart so they're basically rebuilding society with just the women in this future world and it seems like there's well there is a lot of uncertainty whether or not they'll ever be able to go back how mm-hmm. they would be able yeah, to do that. Yeah, they aren't sure when they're first transported there. Yeah, so they really just build up another 
society yeah on the other side they make they make do yeah um it kind of reminds me of how um in lord of the flies by william golding mm-hmm. which a lot of people i think had to read for school yeah um that book is all about uh young schoolboys, mm-hmm. and i remember reading it um as an adult actually where the author said that <laughs> he didn't he didn't do like a school that was like mixed boy and girls mm-hmm. because he thought that girls wouldn't react the same way that boys would. Yeah, and I thought that was really fascinating because you kind of get that in this in this one book, yeah. right? Totally, because you see like when all the women disappear, the the society that men have is it degrades. Yeah. Whereas when the women just reappear in this other world alone without men, they build up a society. Now you could also argue that's because the men are left in the old society mm-hmm. and they're still stuck there and it's, yeah and they're looking at a future without what they had well so are the women but the women are starting kind of fresher yeah. with something a little bit more baseline something a little bit old that hasn't already been established so they're building up from something that has been dead for a long time in that world yeah and so, i think that king almost had to do that because mm-hmm. i think if he would have just dropped the women in another exactly same universe yes i don't think it would have had the same impact on the women no and the same kind of um ideas that he was getting at because it's true yeah if if you you know your normal life that you're used to and you know all the women disappear mm-hmm. that's gonna leave i think a bit more scars and a bit more trouble yeah because uh, like you said the women don't know if they can make it back but it's but it's also like like your quote well what are we gonna do yeah well this is what we have we have to do it but there's no one there's no one telling them which way things have to go. Oh, no. Whereas the men have to deal with, okay, we know how things are supposed to go, but yeah. we can't do it. And that's causing a lot of frustrations. Yes. And um, ups- upset and confusion and sadness, too. Like, the mm-hmm. men, you know. Well, because they've lost loved ones. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. So the first instinct is to, you know, for some of the men, is to just go to a bar. Yeah. And, you know, drown in their sorrows before they rally. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, before they figure out that they just have to do something yeah. <laughs> and not do that. So... Yeah, I think that was almost, you know, important that it had to be that way. Well, and also we can't forget that the men had Evie sort of fanning the flames. Yeah. Back in that old world. So... I mean, this whole thing starts because this um, woman Mm -hmm. who's kind of feral-looking, she ends up uh, killing a couple people at this trailer park. Uh, Yeah, like a meth lab. Yeah. They weren't upstanding citizens, let's say. And they were kind of known for being, you know, those people out there in the trailer. Yeah. And she gets arrested. The sheriff comes. And she's, like, talking weird and saying weird things. So Mm -hmm. everyone kind of puts two and two together, like, eventually, like, she's the reason. She's connected. Yeah. Well, and she, when she falls asleep, she does not get covered in the web. So everybody's like, she's the key. There's something different about her. So some men want to get to her because they want to, like, find a cure. Mm-hmm. Some think she caused it and, like, was the epicenter. So think that maybe if they kill her, it'll go back to the way it was. Like, there's a whole lot of reasons. But at the end of the day, all of the men in this community are coming for her. And she mm-hmm. does nothing but really push them towards that. Yeah, she like, doesn't do anything to dissuade them from yes. doing that. She's, in um, fact, encourages it a lot. Yeah. It's almost like she's she likes seeing how it will play out. And there is this yeah. quote um, about like how the snake has doesn't have to give his reasonings for what he does. He's a snake. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Evie. Um, you know, there's a lot of yeah. biblical uh, references. Some references, kind of, yeah. You know, there's a giant tree that she came out of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's almost kind of like... Well, and there's also hinted that she knows how it's going to go down. Mm -hmm. And she 
because she mentions a lot of times like oh you need to be here and you need me to be alive by this day Mm -hmm. in order for what you want to happen she says that to like the one side and then to the other side she calls him and is like fanning the flames is like well, you know, if you don't come get me, then you're never going to see your daughter again. Yeah. And, like, pushing him to come get her, even though at the same time she's pushing the other guy, whose name I can't remember. The doctor. Yeah, the, the doctor. The, the psychiatrist. The exactly. Um, so um, she's kind of like the snake in the garden she is. of Eden. Yeah. And she, she likes the game. She wants to see what's going to happen. She kind of knows. She knows it's bad. She knows she's, she's causing destruction. And you get the implication that it's kind of her job. Yes, that was one of the reasons why her character wasn't kind of just an annoying instigator. Yeah. It's because you, you're like, okay, well, is this an, a test? Is this a test mm-hmm. of humanity? You know, the women get a choice. Do you want to stay over there? The mm-hmm. men, let's see how long they can last before they... Self-destruct. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's the game she's playing, and that's another part of the tension mm-hmm. in the book. So, I mean, we didn't really enjoy the characters, I would say, but but... The tension and the thrill, the thrill and like the ideas that were there. Yes, were they really were there. Good. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, she. I don't think she really cared one way or the other. She just she didn't when she started out. But I got the impression as time went on, she started caring about the people in that community. Oh, really? Yeah, because towards the end there, she actually started. There was one point when there was kind of a standoff in the prison. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And um, she was like. Ugh, if I do this thing, if I save him, then that's going to change the outcome mm-hmm. for the better for people. But, you know, it's going to change the outcome, which she's not supposed to do. She's supposed to, like, hit these marks, essentially, mm-hmm. and instigate things. But she's not supposed to change something. Yeah. Yeah. And But she saves him anyway because she cared about him. Because that, that he true. put his life on the line to save her. And... She started caring about the women on the other side because she could see everything mm-hmm. that was going on on both sides. She's omnipotent. Yeah. She, well, she could she see through the, the animals. animals. Yeah. So she can see through the eyes of animals in the world. And moths, which were a big thing for this. Yes. Um, so she knew what was going on and she knew how the women were doing and what they were talking about. And she knew what was going on, obviously, in the men's side. And it was really interesting to just see her progress and start caring about them. I do think that's a really interesting trope um, that I think happens in other books where, you know, the the omnipotent guy who wants, or girl who wants to play with humanity ends Mm -hmm. up caring about one or two people. Yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, (laughs) would that be the reality? Would they actually care? Or is that like a human hope that if something like that happened... We could be like, no, please, like, yeah. don't do that. Like, yeah, we're messed up, but we're not that messed yeah. up. But aren't we cute? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on, we like, we're like pets, we're cute. But <laughs> yeah, so actually, towards the end, I think part of that I didn't really like mm-hmm. that she did that because I don't think I don't know. I, maybe because I've seen it done too many times. But yeah, I don't want that. I want I want the, that person to hold true to the test to of their humanity character yeah. instead of messing with the test yeah and and because they care about us because i'm like i don't i don't know i don't think every being that comes down to earth would be like you guys are cool <laughs> yeah. i'm sure there's some that would be like yeah you guys need to go yeah <laughs> so but yeah so that was sleeping beauties um yeah. three stars from both of us yeah um i think if 
you're a seasoned king reader, go for it. Yeah. But... Not if this is your first mm-hmm. king book. Though it might be a really interesting one, which I feel for most of his books mm-hmm. would be good for, like, book club stuff. Yeah. there's a lot to talk about there. A lot to unpack. I mean, yeah. and we didn't even scratch the surface No. Of- of some of the issues that we discussed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's really interesting things. It's really also kind of timely. So yeah. I I told Gwen earlier, I always forget that Stephen King is in his 70s yeah. because, and how much he's written. Yeah. So his books really span such a great, you know, multiple decades. Mm-hmm. And you can see how this one is very timely to today, to, uh, you know, 2018, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his earlier stuff is obviously more for like 80s and things like that. So I think... I uh, I love reading all of this stuff because you get all of that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. um, So let's actually just re-remind everybody, Mm -hmm. re-remind, that we are having a special episode at the end of this month. So keep an eye out for that. And then at the beginning of November, we're going to be posting another one like we would normally. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have two more coming up pretty quickly at the yes. end. Yes, and again, um, the end of the month is Mac Burnett, mm-hmm. um, a local author that'll be coming by the Los Gatos Library, and we're reading two of his children's books, Extra Young, which is a picture book, and a children's series called The Brixton Brothers, and it's the case of the mistaken identity. And November, we're going to be doing The Blind Assassin by Margaret Atwood. Yes, so stay tuned, and thank you so much for listening. This has been The Page Turner. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or on our webpage via direct RSS feed. We would be very grateful if you would subscribe or write a review wherever you listen. Thank you all for listening. This has been The Page Turner. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the Los Gatos Library or the town of Los Gatos.